It happens every day, in a hospital, in a car, at home. Babies are born. Almost 4 million babies were born in 2016 in the U.S. That's nearly 11,000 babies a day. Especially after a first baby, the homes of many new moms are packed with people, presents, and casserole pans from well-meaning neighbors. But when the excitement fades and the inevitable exhaustion sets in, where do moms go for support? There's an expectation about how you feel after you have a baby. This is Jessica Polson, a doula or professional birthing partner who has been assisting Cache Valley mothers for six years. You know, everybody expects the glowing mother just kind of basking in the the newborn cuddles and that oxytocin high that you get after having a baby and just this like little love nest. And I feel like more often than not, we kind of come short of this. We have those lovey, amazing moments, but nobody talks about the hard stuff. Can you relate to this? Here's how Jessica describes what it's like after having a baby. A mother after birth, it's it's like getting in a car accident and being sent home and being expected to care for a little person who also just felt like they were in a car accident. And this is under normal circumstances. What if a mom delivers by C-section? What if a baby needs to spend time in the NICU? And what about postpartum depression and anxiety? Current studies are showing one in seven to one in nine mothers experience some form of postpartum depression or PPD. So that could be basic baby blues, um, and that could be the extreme end of that is postpartum psychosis. Lana Jansen Campbell is a midwife who has been working in Cache Valley for decades. I asked her, what are the signs of postpartum depression? So one of the key factors that we notice is the mother doesn't want the baby. Usually moms, especially after that big, hard, long labor and, you know, a couple of days if they're afraid of the baby or they don't want to hold the baby or everything about the baby stresses them. Mothers that experience psychosis, um, they become hypervigilant, won't let anybody touch the baby or start feeling that somebody else is going to harm their baby. Like most mental health issues, Lana says people experiencing postpartum depression may not want to admit there is a problem, causing the issue to go untreated. And I get many that say, you know, the baby's crying, maybe, maybe crazy. And I just, what am I doing wrong? And I couldn't handle it. And there's tears and um, they're not sleeping and I'm afraid to nurse the baby. And that's postpartum depression. And let's talk about it. And a lot of times resources, some basic resources, and you can get her back on her feet. It's just asking for help. So what do moms need? Goodness. <laughs> you know, and it's so much. probably different needs, like a couple days after weeks and months. Mm-hmm. So sleep, especially in the beginning stages, because your body, your body needs to heal. So you need sleep, great nutrition. We have found that an anti-inflammatory diet is actually best for depression as a whole. As a whole, I think in the United States, our mental health services, we, we don't have a ton of clinical resources, and, and that's a need as well. Services such as hiring a postpartum doula or lactation specialist are available but often are not financially feasible for families, especially young parents. That's why some local moms are taking a grassroots approach to getting the resources they need. Through working with mothers prenatally and then through postpartum, we found that there was just like a lot, a big lack in the area of postpartum care. Jessica Polson again. We would see mothers and we would see issues arise with like postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety and things like that. And we would have just a very short list of things, like places to send them. And when those resources weren't cutting it, we pretty much just had to throw our hands in the air and say, I mean, we don't know what to do with you. And that's really, really sad. 
So what did she do? She started an organization with other local doulas and midwives to help moms get what they need. It's called the Mother to Mother Postpartum Project. Jessica said it broke her heart when a mom would reach out and she wasn't able to help. She recognizes the act of asking for help is a big step and she hated not having resources for struggling mothers. When we were sitting down in the beginning, we made a list. We're like, okay, what do moms need postpartum? Like hiring a postpartum doula to come in and take a night shift with the baby. Meals brought in. In doing a lot of research about postpartum depression and anxiety, just the actual act of having community really cuts down your risk for these things. And the Mother to Mother Project helps moms find that community by hosting support group gatherings in Logan, Brigham City, and Ogden. Jessica says often when a mother is dealing with postpartum depression, they don't have the desire or ability to do the research on their own. But with the Mother to Mother website, the group has done the work for them. Services ranging from holistic to modern medicine, a necessary range, Jessica says, because all moms are different. And then also for mothers that can't afford doulas, they just reach out to us and we help them to be able to get that doula. Postpartum doulas can help a mother get a full night's sleep, but the average cost of this service is $20 an hour. Recently, the Mother to Mother Project had to turn away three clients in need of a postpartum doula. She never wants that to happen again and hopes to have the organization qualify as a nonprofit so more resources can go to mothers following the birth of a child. We want anybody to know that if they see a friend that they suspect might be dealing with postpartum issues, they will already have the name of this project in their minds, in their head. And for midwife Lana, she wants to encourage moms to fight. If you want those changes, you're, you're going to have to fight for them all, all along. And in other countries, our mother uh, mortality rates and morbidity rates, our infant are all better. Um, we had more women in those countries that are politically active. You, as women, uh, are going to get what you want if you're, if you're willing to fight for it. With Utah Public Radio, I'm Danny Hayes. Support for Utah Women 2020 comes from our members and Utah State University's Center for Women and Gender, providing a professional and social climate to enhance opportunities through learning, discovery, and engagement. Information at womenandgender.usu.edu. And from the Utah Women's Giving Circle, a grassroots community with everyday philanthropists, raising the questions and raising the funds to empower Utah women and girls. Information available at utahwomensgivingcircle.com.